This episode of Restaurant Recommendations with Foodism is brought to you by Pensador Mezcal, a delicious artisanal mezcal produced in southern Oaxaca and based here in London. Pensador actually recently sent me a bottle and it was delicious. It kind of had very earthy and rich tones, a real smokiness, which I think is pretty kind of classic from a mezcal. There was a hint of chili, which shone through when I made some margaritas to my dad's recipe, kind of gave this lightly spicy hint that you might expect from a a spicy margarita but without kind of having to actually add the chili which was lovely but there was this really nice kind of underpinning of an almost like honeyed finished it wasn't sweet by any means but it felt like it really balanced out the slightly stronger more kind of savory tobacco-esque notes which was lovely Pentstall also donate 10% of proceeds back to community projects in Oaxaca based on this and other ethical commitments they've been certified as the world's first B Corp mezcal Head to pensadormezcal.com and use the code FOODISM for 10% off your order. For ad-free listening and access to exclusive subscriber-only bonus episodes, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts and sign up to the podcast newsletter at tinypodcasts.co.uk. I'm historically not great with awful. That's something I really had to kind of put my big girl pants on and kind of get over when I started working in food. Now I love it because I've grown up and I'm an adult. Hi, I'm Molly, and welcome to Restaurant Recommendations with Foodism. I actually went down to Cornwall this weekend to the Carbis Bay Hotel, which is next door to St. Ives. I have a very love-hate relationship with London in that I love living here, but I have to like leave it in order to enjoy living here. So I went down to Cornwall for the weekend, which I'm traveling five and a half hours on the train for about 36 hours in a destination is like a really normal thing to do and not entirely insane. But um, it was really lovely. I was staying there for work, reviewing the hotels. They put us up in this like beautiful beachfront room, which was like, I mean, this sounds so cliched, but like falling asleep to the sounds of the waves. It's so peaceful. I ate at their restaurant, which is called Walters on the Beach. They also have a fine dining restaurant called Ugly Butterfly, but I've eaten there before, so didn't need to go. And the food was actually really good. It was lovely. And then the next day we went into St. Ives and um, one of my favorite places in the world is this wine bar called Little Palais, owned by Rich and Jess, who are just like the loveliest people. They make amazing cocktails. They have an incredible wine list and they do this really wonderful sort of concise snacks menu. They do these amazing tinned like fish pâtés, so like a spicy sardine kind of pâté with like buttered sourdough, and then they do a few kind of small plates as well. And then, funnily enough, one of my favourite Thai restaurants in the UK is actually in St Ives, called Tale. So we just got takeaways from there. And then, what else have we been up to? I had a dinner last night. It was a special collaboration dinner. At Barafina, so they do these events called Barafina Invita, Invita, Barafina Invita, and this one was this chef called Jordi Bros, who is head chef at a restaurant called Mugritz in San Sebastian, which is consistently kind of been on the world's 50 best restaurants lists. And the food was amazing, and he's so interesting. He's a physicist by kind of education, but then he moved into food. But that kind of really comes through in his cooking, like he nixtamalized a quince as part of dessert and like I couldn't really tell you what that is I kind of know it's got something to do with like alkaline alkalization and stuff but it gave it this really interesting almost like kind of rum baba-esque texture yeah I just think it's really cool when food's exciting and interesting I don't think I'd want to eat like that for the rest of my life but it's fun to be kind of feel informed by what you're eating sometimes I guess 
I also ate sweetbreads last night, which producer Ross, you're going to love this part because he did reply to my Instagram story of the dish telling me that he's quite scared of sweetbreads, which actually say I'm historically not great with offal. That's something I really had to kind of put my big girl pants on and kind of get over when I started working in food. Offal and like raw, like a beef tartare or like egg yolk. No, they're disgusting. But um, now I love it because I've grown up and I'm an adult. Also, for those who aren't aware, a sweetbread is the lamb's pancreas, which mm, yummy. Um, but uh, I feel like sometimes it has this kind of like gristly, grainy texture, which is actually what puts me off it. But last night it was just really delicious. It was quite sort of like meaty, but in a good way. And it had this really gorgeous kind of slightly like crunchy. It had been like really sort of fried. So the exterior had this really lovely texture and it hadn't kind of developed that kind of graininess, but it still sort of had a bit to it, like a bit of substance. And then he served them with this amazing pill pill sauce. And he came around and spoke to us afterwards and said that he was trying to kind of like replicate the flavors of a sort of sweet and sour which I think was amazing and then you served it with like a little wedge of mandarin which you kind of squeezed on top and then worm salt which as the waiter liked to make really clear wasn't warm salt but like would you still love me if I was a worm salt um which was which was you know what insects are a hot new thing um in terms of kind of being served at restaurants and it was delicious so I would still love you if you were a worm as long as you were worm salt so if you are like me or like how I used to be or producer Ross and you are a bit freaked out by offal or insects I'd recommend just kind of ordering it and seeing how you go I feel like we get in these kind of big preconceptions about what we do and don't like what we will and won't eat um, and quite often that's just based off of really arbitrary ideas about what we think is gross um, and you might surprise yourself Anyway, that's enough about me and evangelizing about what you should eat. Um, let's get stuck into this week's dilemma. So Elena, Alana, one of the two, same name as the girl from the Vampire Diaries, writes uh, from Tottenham, writes in and says, I've got a blind date coming up and I'd like to go somewhere for drinks with the option of food. But if he turns out to be weird, I can bail after one drink. <laughs> right, Alana. This is something I actually have a lot of experience with because while I um, am very happily tied down now, when I first moved to London, I was very single and had nothing better to do but go on lots of dates with sometimes very weird men. So I think you've got the right idea here. It's like fun to be able to go for a drink with someone and often they do turn out to be weird, but if you want to keep the night going and they turn out to be the love of your life. Then you want to go somewhere fun. And I feel like I kind of have a very good idea of what that involves because I went on so many first dates. It's almost embarrassing. So my first recommendation was the first place that popped into my head. I maintain I think it will be a great date spot. It's um, the Plimsoll in Finsbury Park. So also hopefully not too far away from you. Set up by the guys who, so they the restaurant part is called Four Legs. They started out in the Compton Arms, which does like a kind of restaurant incubator thing in its kitchen, to kind of glowing success, unsurprisingly so, because their food is incredible. And then they raised the funds to open up the Plimsoll, which a friend of mine who's from North London and told me that this, whatever that pub used to be, is where they all used to go and get drunk when they were like 15. 
So apparently it holds some great stories. But yeah, it's kind of pub on one side, food on the other, but you can order food into the pub section. I think maybe it's more of like a concise menu, but I maintain they serve the best burger in London. It's great. They do a really good Guinness. They also do cocktails and wine, so you can kind of pick your poison. And the food is phenomenal. I mean, aside from the burger, they do a kind of rotating selection of small plates, so you could be eating like kind of mussels and broth, or, you know, they do like a, um, one time I think they did like a sort of pork situation with beans. Food's great. And um, there's enough people there that if he's super weird, you can kind of just run away screaming and you'll be safe. What I was going to put as my second option, I've actually decided is maybe not a great idea because it's on the canal and you kind of have to go through like three gates to get there. So if you did need to leave at haste, you you might have to like jump into the canal and swim away. Um, but I do think it's a really good option. So I'm just going to like briefly touch on it, <laughs> even though like the escape route isn't great. <laughs> so it's called Bruno's and it is actually on like a canal boat and it's the kind of little sister cocktail bar to this restaurant called Caravel, which is amazing kind of modern British food really sort of romantic in there but um at Bruno's you can go and get cocktails you can either sit outside at the end of the boat or there's like a downstairs bit really amazing views obviously lots to talk about in terms of just watching life go by on the canal but um you can get the snacks from Caraval so if you fancy staying for some nibbles you can do that so then apart from that falls a wine in Peckham which is on top of a kind of market building like they call themselves a wine bar, but the food's amazing. So it's kind of somewhere between a wine bar and a restaurant. Big kind of natural wine focus. Again, they say the menu is their bar snacks menu, but I'm like, girly, that's restaurant food. It's great. It's kind of like St. John-esque sometimes, a little bit Rochelle Canteen, very much that kind of like solid kind of interesting modern British food with like a vague kind of like loosely European influence or a bit of French, a bit of Italian, that kind of thing. Again, you can kind of sit outside on the terrace, especially if the weather's nice. It's really lovely. And then there's kind of no pressure to order food. But if you don't like it, you could just like, pretend that you need to leave. And then you could like just go back up in the elevator and eat by yourself, which I also think would be a great ending to a date. I love how I just keep assuming that this date's going to go badly as well, like run away. Um, but um, if it does go well and you do want to stay there and eat with this lovely man, you can also do this really fun thing at Falls and Wine where you can just order the whole menu for a fixed price because it is quite a concise menu, like quite a short sort of selection of snacks. So it doesn't feel like you're going all in or ordering too much. And then it kind of makes more time for chatting with your lovely date. And then a slightly kind of... Um, Because something I used to love when I went on dates was going to different places. You know, you kind of a a procession of a date, whatever you want to call that. Um, So there's this amazing wine bar in Dalston called Dan's, set up by this Australian guy who was my saviour in lockdown because he did really efficient wine deliveries. Um, I think possibly my family kept him single-handedly in business I mean, we all needed a lot of wine um but anyway so dan's is i think the online business was called natty boy wines and dan's is his wine bar he has a really great wines by the glass list where he just kind of lists their vibe rather than what it is so you know it'll be like a like a really hardcore natural or like a kind of easy drinking white or a chilled red so you you pick kind of 
yeah, from I guess like the genre rather than the actual bottle, which is fun because you get to try some new stuff. And they, for my Antipodeans out there, he sells like Tim Tams and shapes and a whole bunch of kind of Kiwi and Australian snacks. And then if that goes well, just up the road is a great pizza joint called Gordo's. These really cool guys do it. It's just kind of great, kind of like Napoli style pizzas, but like, I don't know. I think London's got a very interesting kind of, it's really defining its own genre of pizza. So I'd say it's it's somewhere between like a Napoli pizza and and a kind of New York style pizza, just even in terms of kind of toppings and stuff like that. Um, But it's really good. Again, they've kind of got a pretty good wine selection, some great craft beers, kind of fun and lively. So nothing too serious and good to line the stomach if you've had one too many drinks after your date, which I am guilty of on a lot of first dates. All right, Elena, Elena, I hope that your date goes well and that he's not weird and you don't have to jump into the canal and swim away from him. And for our listeners at home, if you have any specific conundrums or any saucy scenarios you'd like some help with, then give us an email on shows at tinypodcasts.co.uk and we'll help you out. I'm Molly Kodaya and this is Restaurant Recommendations with Foodism and I'll see you next week for more. To get the beautiful print edition of Foodism straight to your door for free every other month, head to foodism.co.uk slash subscribe.